Well, what's going on, everybody? Derek from Lamesilly USPSA. Uh, well, kind of got a board of directors meeting minutes update for you, but uh, not quite. This one, we're going to be going over the draft that was just dropped by USPSA uh, last night, December 17th, 2022. Uh, draft of the new proposed USPSA bylaws. So, if you are ready, stand by, and let's get started. What's going on, everybody? My name is Daryl, and I will be your host for this episode of the Lamb's Hill USPSA podcast. If you have not already, be sure to check out the YouTube channel. Um, link down in the description below to that. Uh, check out all the videos we got up there. I've actually got to go shoot another video uh, here after I get done uploading this podcast. Um, not quite sure what I'm going to talk about in that one. Um, I don't know. We'll have to see. Uh, I may give my thoughts on the, uh, on the RO seminars and stuff like that. We'll see. Anyway, so as I said in the intro last night, USPSA dropped the draft version of the bylaws for member review and comment. It appears that the comment period is going to be approximately one month. Um, they want to get this out to the members give the members a, a solid month or so to look at it um, and provide comment. Uh, let's see. The official notice is the current draft of the proposed bylaws is now available for membership review and comment. The draft has been reviewed by USPSA's legal team. However, it is still pending a review by a Delaware attorney. And for those of you who are now confused with the head office being in Washington State, but it has to be looked at by a Delaware attorney. What the hell's going on here? As I've said in a few previous podcasts, yes, the home office is in Washington State for USPSA, but USPSA is a nonprofit established in the state of Delaware. Not going to get into why that is, but that's the way it is. So it has to be looked at by USPSA's legal team. It has to be looked at by a Washington state attorney, I believe, as well as a Delaware attorney to make sure that it follows the laws in both of those states. Uh, this is a proposed draft that is being released to the membership comment uh, for membership comment over the next several weeks before the in-person board meeting, which is scheduled right now for January 15th through the 16th, then you change that. It still says 2021. I believe that's 2022 there, guys. Whoopsie. Um, so, yeah. Uh, this can be found right on the USPSA website. Uh, multiple places to find it. If you are a member, sign into the website and go to um, over on the right-hand side. Click on your membership number. Go to my uh, your profile. It's actually called your profile. And right in the latest USPSA announcements, draft of the proposed USPSA bylaws is right there. You can also find this under member resources, BOD minutes and scroll down. And there's a couple of things down in there. December 14th, 2021 bylaws draft. Um, 
17 December 2021. Uh, let me see if it is... Okay. So, yeah, those are really the only two places that you can find it. Um, I believe the entire membership was sent an email last night. I know I got one um, from USPSA with the links to all this stuff, as well as it was posted on the USPSA Facebook page. So, um, I'm not going to go through the entire bylaws. If you would like me to go through the, the draft of the entire bylaws and read the entire thing, probably going to take a half hour, 45 minutes or so. It's 18 pages. I will do that. Just let me know if that is something you would like me to do, and I will facilitate that as soon as I can. I looked down through last night, um, jotted down some notes. I believe I've got, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine different things that I saw. Um, so I'm just going to kind of go over those at this point today. Uh, some of the things are just like real nitpicky things, stuff that just kind of bugs me. So, um, some of it's actually grammar, which is funny because I did not excel in English class when I was in school. Uh, so the first thing that kind of, kind of grabbed my attention was, uh, article four, <clears throat> excuse me, article four, uh, is down in 4.13 discipline of membership. And this says an individual member or affiliated club may be disciplined by the board up to and including termination. The president or the board of directors may suspend any member should they determine that the member has or is likely to, by acts or omissions, bring discredit to the corporation. That is the very first thing I have an issue with. The president or the board of directors. Well, the board of directors is made up of like eight people. The president is one person. So my my thought is the president should not by themselves be able to suspend a member. And if they are allowed to suspend a member by themselves, then it should not be the entire board of directors may suspend a member. It should be any member of the board of directors by themselves may suspend any member. Um, I'm going to get some clarification on that. Um, personally, I think it should be a group of people, at least two or more, um, to suspend any member. I don't think any one um, person, whether it be a board member or the president, should be able to suspend a member by themselves. So um, that's something I'm definitely going to get clarification on. Uh, let's see. Let's scroll down to Article 5. So 5.3, dealing with regular meetings. Regular meetings of the board of directors shall be held not less than once in any calendar year and shall be called at a time and place of the president's choosing by providing 10 days' notice to the other members of the board of directors. Not less than once in any calendar year. The way that reads to me is they can have a board of directors meeting once a year. That is it. Obviously, I think it should be a little more frequently than that. And 
they have been meeting once or so a month, um, except for the last few months where they've been meeting every damn week. Yeah, I think the language in there should be changed because, I mean, really, if the if the president wanted to, they could just say, "Yep, we're not having a meeting. We're only having a meeting once a year." Now, further down, it does say that the board of directors, by majority vote, may establish more frequent regular meetings at a time and place of their choosing, provided there'll be ten days' notice prior to any regular meeting. Uh, regular meetings shall be in person, by phone, or electronic communication. So the board of directors can say, hey, we're going to have a meeting in two weeks. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, yeah, so a little, little language thing there. Uh, let's see. Let's go down to article number six, the election of president and board of directors. Uh, where are we here? 6.3. Three. So, eligibility to vote. Now, I don't know if this was an oversight or if it was specifically written this way, but uh, Article 6.3 says, United States citizens or lawful permanent residents with a current USPSA membership that has an original membership date prior to May 1st of the year of the election are eligible to vote. Okay. After 9-1-2022, United States citizens with a current USPSA membership that has an original membership date one year prior to the cutoff date has uh, of the election are eligible to vote. Why after September 1st, 2022, is it only U.S. citizens with a current USPSA membership and not U.S. citizens or lawful permanent residents with a current USPSA membership as it is right now. Again, I don't know if that's if it they're just they only want US citizens and don't want lawful permanent residents that have a membership. I I don't know. I don't know if that was an oversight or if it was specifically written that way. Um, something else I plan to get qual uh, clarification on. Now let's go down to 6.4. 6.3 and 6.4, I've got a talking point um, common to both. And this is just kind of a nitpicky pet peeve of mine. Um, 6.3, as I just said, after, this is exactly how it's written, after 9 slant 1 slant 2022, U.S. citizens with a current membership, blah, 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 blah. 6.4 Second paragraph, uh, candidates for election to the office of president must hold the current USPSA membership, blah, 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 blah. After September 1, 2022, candidates for the office of president must hold a USPSA, a current USPSA life membership and have been a member for continuous and interrupted minimum period of five years, blah, 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 blah. So, in 6.3, they used the numerical designation for September 1st, 2022. Yet in 6.4, they used the actual written out September 1, 2022. That's just a pet peeve of mine. If you're going to use the numeric version of the date, use that throughout the document. If you're going to use the written version of the date, 
Use that throughout the document. Again, I'm picky. Um, so there's that. Uh, let's see. I'm going to come back to, to special election here shortly um, because there's a lot I want to unpack there. Uh, but let's go down to Article 7, uh, 7.3. Again, this is just me being me. Um now I don't remember where the hell it was. Oop, sorry about that. Uh, ah, yes. The vice president, this is 7.3 dealing with the vice president. The vice president shall perform all duties incident to the office of vice president and shall have such powers and shall perform such duties as shall, ah, they use shall a lot, be assigned to him by the president. That needs to be changed. Should be such duties as shall be assigned to them by the president. Um. Obviously, that is an oversight. Somebody forgot to change that because if you look down a little bit further in bullet point number three of the same article, it says the area director serving as vice president retains his slash her vote. So obviously they missed that one. Um, not really a big deal. Again, me being picky. Uh, 7.7 removal from office. Again, uh, the challenged officer or director shall have the opportunity to be present at such meeting and to defend himself. Again, they need to change that to themselves. So, um, all the way down through, that was really the only, the only thing that I saw, uh, or the only stuff that I saw that that got my attention that I actually wrote down here. Um, now, let's get back to Article 6. 6.6, timing of special elections. Oh, boy. So, basically, here's what we got. Special elections will adhere to the requirements of Article 6.5, except for the change in timing. The board will vote on the start date for the special election and a cutoff date. The cutoff date will be at least 60 days after the announcement to allow time for petition signatures to be gathered. Uh, the board will then release a board announcement of a special election via electronic communication. The timing will be as follows. Cutoff date. This is when the petitions of office, uh, for office are due. The membership rolls are examined, and a ballot list of eligible voters is prepared. Now, for those of you keeping track, we are now 60 days after the special election has been announced. All right, so we're two months. 15 days after the cutoff date, this brings us to two and a half months since the announcement, the ballot list is prepared and sent to the election firm. 30 days after that, we're now at three and a half months, voting begins. 
31 days later, voting ends. So we're at four and a half months. And then 15 days after that is the date for the election firm to tabulate, certify, and deliver the results to the managing director and the board of directors. Five months after the announcement that there will be a special election, we finally have results. Oh, but wait, there's more. After the results are delivered, the board will vote to set the date the winner begins term. The date to begin the term shall not be later than 60 days after the results are delivered, unless a different arrangement has been agreed upon between the winner and the board. So, five months for the entire election sequence, but then this person could not take office for another two? Holy crap. So, if the special election was announced January 1st, that slot could not be filled, theoretically, if they go the full 60 days after, until July. Damn. But then, there's another issue here. This is 6.7 regarding quorum and majority. So, majority required. No candidate for area director or president may serve without having received a majority, a majority of the votes cast. In the event that no candidate receives more than 30, uh, 50% of the votes cast, a runoff election shall be conducted between the two candidates receiving the most votes. So now we go back to 6.6. All right. In 6.8, the runoff election shall be conducted under the terms, conditions, and procedures described in 6.5, the initial election subject to the following. The timing of the runoff election is as follows. 15 days after the election results were returned by the board, the board notifies the election firm to use the same voting list as the initial election. 30 days after the election firm is notified, voting begins. 31 days after that, voting ends. 15 days after that. So that's an extra three months for this runoff election. Okay, so we're we're already in July, guys. By the time this is all said and done. So let's let's back up. Let's go to the end of May. All right, we're in May. Now we have a runoff. So tack on three months. This brings us almost into September. And then if they go a full 60 days after that, we're almost into November before that that seat is filled for an election that was officially announced January 1st. Damn. We're almost an entire year with an empty spot. That is that is stupid. I understand there are reasons for it. Okay? I mean, you can't just get a hold of an election firm and say, hey, here's a list of people we want you to send 
ballots out to, go. And two days later, they're on it. I I get it. But this is a bit much. Especially in today's world of electronics. All all the votes are going to be electronic anyway. Basically. Um, Actually, I believe that was in the bylaws here, wasn't it? Uh, where was it here? All right, well, I'm just going to keep talking until I find it. But, I mean, really, almost an entire year? I I think that really needs to be kind of shortened up a little bit. And what if somebody doesn't get at least 50% of the vote? Let's say you have five people, okay, five people running for, let's just say president. Why not? We got a big presidential election coming up for USPSA. So let's say you have five five people. You've got one person gets 45% of the vote. The next person gets 30% of the vote. Uh, the third person gets 15%. You've got a 7%er and a 3%er. So even though one person got the majority, they got 45% of the vote, and their closest competitor only got 30, they still don't win. They still don't win. Now, we have to do a runoff election. We have to do a whole nother election. Because somebody got a majority, they just didn't get over 50%. This is starting to sound kind of like ranked choice voting sort of deal in the state of Maine. Okay, for those of you who don't know what ranked choice voting is, and if you don't know what ranked choice voting is, consider yourself damn lucky. Basically, ranked choice voting is you go into the voting booth, and if there are five people running for a specific office, you actually have to rank those candidates in the order of which one you want to get in. So candidate A, if that's the person you want, you rank them first. If you if they don't get in, then your second choice will be candidate C, you rank them second. And so on and so forth. You don't have to rank the candidates. You can just pick the one that you want and that's it. But here's the thing. If there is no clear winner, again, if nobody gets more than 50%, then... They take all the votes. The person with the least votes, the candidate with the least amount of votes, gets knocked off. Okay, they're no longer eligible. But all the people that voted for them, those people's second choice votes are now added to the rest of the people. Okay, so say I vote for candidate A, my second choice is candidate C. Well, candidate A gets the least amount of votes. Candidate A gets dropped off. So now, because I voted for candidate C as my second choice, candidate C now gets an extra vote. And then they run it again. Oh, still no clear winner. Okay, let's do it again. Person with the least amount of votes gets lopped off. Their second choice goes. And this just keeps going until there's actually a winner. 
dumbest thing I ever saw in my life. Okay. Basically, they're trying to make it so that Democrats can get voted for by the same person more than once, but still keep it within the constitutional guidelines. Anyway, I'm getting political. I don't want to do that. So, um, yeah. So you could have some <laughs> – you can have somebody <laughs> – let's say there's a bunch of a bunch of people running. You could have somebody that gets 45% of the vote. Their closest competitor gets 8%. And they still don't win because they don't have over 50%. This, this blows my mind. And we're just going to keep dragging out the election process and dragging it out and dragging it out. And the seat on the board that we're having this special election to fill just sits there empty. Sits there vacant until almost a year down the line, we finally have somebody to put in that seat. Anyway, <sighs> should have grabbed a bottle of water. Oh, well. So I believe I have ranted long enough on you guys. Um, yeah. So I'm going to go ahead and end the podcast right here. Um, yeah, let me know what you think. Lamesillshooting at gmail.com. Shoot me an email. Um, be sure to, again, uh, check the description down below for link to the YouTube channel. Um, I may do a YouTube video on this. I don't know yet. So that is it from the top of Lambs Hill. Uh, looking forward to, uh, two weeks from today. No, I'm not looking forward to a week from today because that's Christmas. Uh, two weeks from today, Frozen Chosen, Hamden Rifle Pistol Club. Uh, I believe first shots are at 10 a.m. Already looking like uh, it's going to be a pretty good crowd. Uh, let me let me look again here at the squad list. Uh, yeah, I am in squad one with a bunch of good guys. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're down to 13 spots. All right. So, uh, yeah. Squads one, two, and three are completely full. Uh, squad four has two empty spots and no one in squad five yet. So, uh, should be a good day. Uh, yeah. If you're available, make sure to sign up. Come on out and shoot with us. Uh, the entire match is shot outside, five stages, including a classifier. Outside, snow, wind, freezing cold, rain, doesn't matter. Uh, so, yeah, that is it from the top of Lambs Hill. I'll shut up now, and I will see you guys in the next podcast. And as always, shoot safe. Mm-hmm.